of Internet Wonderland. I hope my voice finds you well. Welcome back to my home. This is Cheshire's Place. As always, I am your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. You can always find me in my small little corner of Internet Wonderland by clicking a like on the Facebook group page, Cheshire's Place, a looking glass and a logical madness. You can listen to this episode and all other content on anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and many other platforms. And if you ever feel like dropping a line, saying hi, or giving any thoughts or suggestions for upcoming episodes, feel free to email me at CheshireLookingGlass at gmail.com, or you can follow me on Twitter at Place Cheshire. So, <clears throat> funny thing. You know, we all enjoy watching random stuff on YouTube. I mean, for some of us, it's a nice way to find information for a paper that we're working on because we're a little too lazy to go on Google. For others, it's a source of knowledge for cooking. I mean, technically, YouTube is TikTok before TikTok, just with longer videos and more commercials. But 
We have to talk about one specific thing relating to TikTok. Oh, sorry, not TikTok, YouTube. Sorry, TikTok is season six that we'll be discussing. But with YouTube, there's been a phenomenon that's been going on for years. And we're going to be discussing it, mainly the rise of YouTube and certain genres of entertainment that they have. Now, we're going to be touching on VTubers. We're going to be touching on some of our favorite content creators and some of the things that we enjoy to watch. And what I mean by we is definitely not me, but others that are with me right now. So I'd like to introduce my two co-hosts that are with me. First and foremost, I have to introduce my ride or die, my brother from another mother, my hetero life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Monkey. How's it going? How's it going? I'm here. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Then, of course, I do have to introduce the international Lothario of the stage. He is the silver-tongued assassin. He is the heartthrob. He is the sexual chocolate of Internet Wonderland. Let's hear it for D-Twizzle. D-Twizzle, how's it going, man? I'm doing good. Doing real good today. So, gentlemen. Hiya. YouTube. Yes. I mean. YouTube. Wow, this is already going to start off to be interesting. But as we know, I mean, we're old enough to remember when YouTube first started. Yes. When, I mean, from the times of Magical Trevor, Salad Fingers, um, you know, the random cat videos that they had, you know, to what it is now, which in a way, it has become its own, like, empire. Yes. I mean, those that really have a niche in it, they can make a lot of money off of it. Mm -hmm. But we're going to discuss overall the rise of YouTube. And we're going to discuss the different genres relating to it. We are going to put a lot of focus in VTubers because this is the new wave. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to think. Yeah, we have people like Logan Paul. Boo. The Ace Family. Boo? Who? Yeah, you don't, yeah, let's think like Logan Paul Light, and they actually get sued for stuff. Okay. And then we actually have, like, good creators. Uh-huh. Yes. I mean, we can take a look at the cast from Hololive, the Shoujo. We can take a look at, like, Sensei. We can take a look at CJ Champ. We can take a look at Nuxtaku, Atuzi. Um, th- there's a lot of people. Yes. So we're going to be discussing some <laughs> of our favorites as well. Because, I mean, we are a collective of individual minds that do like some interesting things. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we have our own taste. We have our, our own selections of things that we like to research and explore. But then again, we also have love of certain aspects. I mean, wrestling, of course. Yes, of course. Anime. Yes. Yep. Uh, random BS uh, facts and conspiracy theories. Yep, yep. Gotta have those. Yep. Once in a while, video game related stuff, whenever they actually talk about the circumference of the jiggling on certain female characters. Yeah, they do that too sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank, thank you, Maximilian Dude, for doing that <laughs> for us that one time. But anyways, uh-huh. yeah. we do have to start off with our age-old tradition. 
it is time for us to listen to the wise words of the sage monkey. This is Monkey Coconut News. Welcome to Monkey Coconut News. I am Monkey. Well, I don't know how sagely this information will be, but this is just uh, a, a, a collection of uh, news things I've I've picked up over the week. So, um, one of the first things I, I, I heard recently, as uh, Cheshire struggles over there. Um, hey, look, it's it's watermelon rings with chamoy and tahini. I mean, let me enjoy this. Shut up, monkey. Just read the news. Okay. So, uh, first of all, uh, very interesting information. With uh, the 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 rise of power of the of Triple H and WWE, he is apparently rehiring Road Dog to some sort of executive position, and then not too long before or after that announcement was made, uh, apparently Jeff Jarrett was released. So, and Jeff Jarrett was the uh, executive in charge of live events. So, I'm wondering if Road Dog is going to be coming in to take over that spot. Much like he he did with the basically taking over the double J spot as Jesse James, so <laughs> I know, right? It's kind of like it just rewrites itself again. No kidding, it goes in a circle. Um, speaking of, well, kind of circles, I guess, but not not really. A couple of really uh, interesting bits of news here. Apparently, uh, Jason David Frank, former Power Ranger slash uh, turn MMA fighter slash just. Uh, con goer slash you know meet and greet person as his wife apparently has uh, recently filed for divorce from him uh, citing a he was having an affair apparently um ho- ho- hold hold pause pause pause, yes. pause so we're talking about Jason David Frank yes the ha- like go ahead go ahead go ahead no no I'm just saying so the Jason David Frank mm. Green Ranger the guy who tells you to always brush your teeth and eat your vegetables that or, Jason or, or, David yep. Frank the same one that has been a prolific Christian. Yep. You know, even creating the brand Jesus Didn't Tap. Right. Going into MMA, mm-hmm. having that tattooed on one of his forearms. Yep. And he always speaks highly of his family life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Th- that same Jason David Frank. Again, this is the allegations of information I've, I've heard. But hey, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not in the room. I did not read the uh, the documents, so that is what was cited according to TMZ, I believe. Oh, TMZ. When they broke the, zoo, the news, so. Of course, it would be TMZ to break the news. Yes, of course. Mm. So, um, on a similar note, um, Sylvester Stallone's strange wife has filed for divorce from him. Uh, and her is citing uh, uh, financial misdeeds, so something about... I guess how he either a invested money or maybe they have a disagreement in a uh, shared account or something. He maybe made a donation to some political figure she doesn't like. Who knows? I mean that one. I mean you can pretty much guess. Yeah, mm. but apparently they have been separated for a while, but they've just never officially divorced. So, so we uh, that is that bit of information. And uh, once again, another on. Un- a sad bit of information of uh, Mabel John um, has passed away. So um, Mabel John was actually a classic Motown 
singer, and she was actually the first female signed by Barry Gordy back in 1959. So it's uh, very sad to hear of her passing, and you know her being a major part of the the female singers in in Motown, with her being classic jazz and blues singer. So she will be missed. Definitely. Let's go back to Jason David Frank real quick because oh <laughs> no, because you know I know. We actually discussed that he's coming to North Dakota here pretty soon. Right. Yep. And I know you may have mentioned this before, mm-hmm. but how is that going to affect his appearances? I do not know for sure yet because it all depends on when the uh, information could be going on. It could be possibly it may affect his appearances. I have not seen any information specifically coming out on him canceling any appearances. Because he could possibly file, do his stuff, but you do know that it will be obviously some kind of thing that will take some toll on him, um, whether it be financially or, you know, you know, just uh, mentally as well. So, yeah. So he might cancel some of these small appearances, which the appearances he's doing in North Dakota are essentially just bookstore appearances. So Right. And mind you, Jason David Frank actually owns a lot of martial arts schools. Yep. I mean, he own, he is a franchisee of the Rising Sun Karate mm-hmm. um, Academy. Yes. You know, former student of Chris Cosmas, who ran the Red Dragon Martial Arts Academy. You know, this is just insane just it to is. hear it. Because you wouldn't think Jason David Frank. Right. You would think Austin St. John before Jason David Frank. Well, you think some other people, but yeah, he's... Uh, again, it's uh, one of those things, and you know, I, I'm not here to to beat the dead horse, as they say. Um, you know, some people make some weird decisions, whether it was a continuous re- relationship with someone or a one one off one. Who knows what happens? You yeah, know? and it's kind of like my mama always says. You know, people out there, you got to think with your big head, not yeah. your little head. That's right. That's true. You know, one of my TIs actually said that in tech... Oh, no, MTLs actually said that in tech school. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'm curious to see how that popped into the equation. Oh, this was back in the day. Oh, okay. It, 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 was, the fr- it was the Friday briefing. <laughs> it was always the Friday briefing, the safety briefing. Yeah. Right, it's the weekend. I know y'all are going to have fun, but I need you to think with your heads. Your big heads. Don't be trying to get any of these Navy girls pregnant because we did um, tech school on Medina Annex. Oh, okay. first. Mm-hmm. So that's another story. Yeah, the funky cold Medina. Uh, yep, yep. But anyways, gentlemen, um, we're all wrestling fans. Sure. Yes. We all enjoy AEW. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, yeah. Monkey, for you, what do you enjoy about AEW? Well, it is some of the uh, the people that they have been showcasing there. Um, again, uh, good to see like uh, Claudio getting a push and. Um, basically, the the whole Blackpool Comic Club was my my sinker for for that because again, those are all guys who I, I'll, I'll give some credit to. I mean, some people will will, will say Mossley isn't the uh, the greatest, but you know he's he's in there with a bunch of other good people, and they they are good teachers to that future generation for for the sport. I say. And what about you, D Twizzle? What do you like about AEW? You know, a lot of it just it. The best way I could describe it is like 
when I compare it to WWE, WWE is kind of like going to like that really like fancy nightclub with like all the lights and big bright lights and music and all that stuff, you know. But AEW, yeah, AEW is kind of like going over to like a house party. some noise. Yeah, like you feel like you can actually, like these are people you could actually have a conversation with. And not everybody's all caught up in like the glitz and glamour. So it feels more intimate. You know, you actually, from everything from like the moves to the entrances, even to like the promo cuts, everything feels just a little bit more authentic. They kind of let them be their own people. You know, the crazy thing is me and Monkey actually rubbed elbows with quite a few of those people. Yes. Mm. You know, whenever I had to don spandex and wrestle, that was a long time ago. God, we're old. Anyways. We are. <clears throat> we definitely are. But anyways, for me, I mean, AEW is a good alternative. I mean, just like how Ring of Honor was, just like how TNA was before it became Impact Wrestling, so on and so forth. But for me, and I have to agree with Monkey, it, it's definitely the Blackpool Combat Club. Now, we can't talk about the Blackpool Combat Club without talking about the man, the myth, the legend, Lord William Regal. Yes. We cannot. That man has single-handedly brought together some of the best, and yes, John Moxley, <laughs> into a strong unit. Now... If y'all never had the opportunity to listen to Regal on commentary, whenever he's out on Dynamite, whenever he's out on Rampage, you're missing out on some gold. Because, <clears throat> and he did this at first with Tony Schiavone whenever he was first interviewed in an AEW ring. Right. And I'm not sure many people caught on to it, but according to Reddit, a lot of people have. <laughs> He has a very unique, playful, and flirtatious manner whenever he talks to certain people. Like, him and Shivani go back years upon years. I mean, like, WCW days. Yes. And just their interaction and some of the stuff that Regal will say to Shivani, like, it gives off, like, that playful, like, flirtatious vibe. But re as of late, he's been doing that to Excalibur. Yeah. And... So that's going to bring me to a small little segment before we get into the YouTube thing. Calling, we're going to call it Sweet Nothings by William Regal. And this is some of the stuff that William Regal has said to Excalibur. And Monkey, you have it queued up, right? You have, uh, you have the stuff on the Reddit? I have a couple of them here. So um, oh. some of the things he's said. In the wait, 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 wait. If you're going to do this, you have to do it in the right accent. <clears throat> right. Well, some of the things he said come upon starting off with, you know, his general introduction of, of hello, Mr. Ross, Mr. Shivani, man in the mask. And then he'll say something. Well, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Just trying to find some of the fun ones he said. And pretty much all of them are fun. Oh, yeah, that well, is Let's true. be realistic. All of them are fun. So, man in the mask, you're looking scrumptious on your profile tonight. Scrummy, scrum, scrum, scrum. Mmm, scrummy. Yes, and uh, see here. Man in the mask, you're looking like a fine truffle tonight. A truffle? Yes. <laughs> a truffle he wish he could devour. And man in the mask, you're looking radiant tonight. Radiant. Mm. And let's see here. 
Of course, one of the best ones he did was apparently on... Yeah, no, 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 that's not what I want. That's not what I want. Sorry, bear with me. Yep, no problem. I had it, and then it disappeared. It ran away. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't do this to me. Why would you do this? I got to jump into the Google network to try to find your stuff. Got to find it. Where's that? So, while you look for it. Yes. See Twizzle. Yes. You managed to actually get us a pretty interesting interview for Sunday. Oh, indeed I did. Yes. So, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so... Um, the name of this guy is Winston Roundtree. He is a Canadian see, writer, director, animator, storyboard artist who's kind of infamous for two pet projects. One is the Subnormality Comics on his website, viruscomics.com. Uh, also, he's also known for producing a uh, animation web series called People Watching. Well, uh, when he was working with uh, crack.com that's actually still up on YouTube, but um, his, his writing and his animation, they're definitely one of a kind. It's not something that, you know, anybody can like recreate, you know, kind of like how, you know, I would compare it to like how Bruce Tim animator from DC has his own, like, you know, art style and things like that. He's in the same boat. Um, You know, this guy's uh, has many different accolades uh, just through his work with animation and um, I just so happened to reach out to him on uh, Instagram and you know I, I, I've i been a big fan of his uh, probably ever probably since like 20 2015 roughly and reached out to him and told him about you know our show and everything and um, you know I asked him if he could you know make like he makes like custom arts and stuff like that so I you know hit him up in the DMs and you know, bada bing, bada boom, you know, got a custom, got a custom patent of myself. And, uh, you know, he's interested in coming on the show. I actually listened to, uh, I think it was, I, I want to say it was our top five mm-hmm. one. So, so the random top five. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's nice. Nice. Yeah. So imagine my surprise. I was like, Hey, we got a show. If you ever want to come on and whatnot. And he was like, yeah, sure. I was like, what? I was like, I had to look through my email again. And I'm like, man, hold on. For real, so no, this should be this should be awesome. I'm like kind of kind of nervous because I didn't expect this. It just happened so fast. Just wasn't. It's just like yeah. Just like oh, it's like prom night without the actual prom. Anyways, so monkey, did you find the final one? Yes. So so the the epic wonderful tweet that William Regal uh, sent to Excalibur on his birthday, which was Happy Birthday, Man in the Mask, you delectable thing, you. I'm playing It's Only Just Begun by the Carpenters while I whip up your present this morning. See you Wednesday, sweetheart. Mm. Man of many words. That was back in July of this year, so. You know. So it, it was a quick turnaround from him being kind of like, who the heck are you, why are you at our commentary booth, to him just messing around playing with him now. You know, the next time we do that, we're actually going to play like some slow romantic jam music. It's a good uh, impression of uh, Kenny G over there, man. Careless whisper. Oh, we can play careless whisper. Oh, that was actually we can play. We can actually play the beat. We can't actually play the actual song. I just did. Yeah. 
kind of something we kind of get sued. Yeah, I don't want to be sued by Wham. Like, yeah, they seem like the kind of people. <laughs> well, the second guy from Wham does. I mean, George Michael rest may may rest in peace. But mm. anyways, <clears throat> right. YouTube, gentlemen. Yes. Yes, the tubs are used. So, Monkey, I know you have some brief information on YouTube and its inception. Yes, it was an inception. Inceptional. Right. So, YouTube, um, for, for, for many of you folks out there who, who have grown up with it already, in, 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 in effect, did not know that YouTube was actually not around until uh, 2005. So, so, it came out into... Uh, initially, a thought between uh, Steve Chen, Chad Hurley, and Jawad Karim. And apparently, there was a couple of different stories between the three of them that have been said. Um, but the most notable one is supposedly uh, Hurley and Chen say that they, they came up with the idea when there was uh, a, a dinner party. And that they were like, man, we went to this wedding and... You know, I wish we could share these 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 wedding videos with everyone else that we know a little bit easier instead of having to get on some pay site to to put them up somewhere. Well, that was their information. Uh, Karim, on the other hand, has gone on record as saying he has no recollection of this party, and that he said that that the idea came from when they were watching the Super Bowl and the uh, inadvertent, uh, uh, let's say, uh, wardrobe malfunction that Janet Jackson had. And saying that, man, I wish there was an easier way to find that video online. Yeah. <laughs> was, was the reason, apparently, yeah, according for, to him. For, you know, for research. Yes. A meniculture. Meniculture. So, anyways, uh, so that that's what supposedly started the process. And then once they got that up, apparently not even a little bit over almost a year after that they they were, well, actually not even a year, yeah, 10 months after they, they got it all going. Um, they, well, this is so contradictory, what the hell, make up your bloody mind. Anyway, so, 18 months after posting his first video, and 10 months after his official launch, so, so yes. So, a year and not a year, depending on what the information says. Uh, YouTube was ended up being sold to Google for $1.65 billion. And that's when, um, YouTube and Google had started their relationship. Um, some other quick little bits of weird random things here um apparently when youtube first kind of started going uh it was actually kind of like a almost like a craigslist for dating thing where people would submit their videos on there for people to look at them and then they would hit them up for dating. oh so you mean like lowered expectations mm. pretty much yeah that's apparently was what some of the first couple of bunch of videos were and and then from there, it, it changed into other things, uh, obviously, like uh, getting, uh, apparently, they, they ended up buying Vimo, and then at that point, that's when they were able to get access to musicians and stuff, and so the musicians would upload their videos to, to YouTube from there. So, let me get this straight. <clears throat> so, YouTube was pretty much a glorified dating service. Before it really kicked off to the juggernaut of video and entertainment that it is today. Yes. So, uh, apparently it was kind of like, uh, they say it was influenced by the website Hot or Not. They created a post on Craigslist asking attractive women to upload videos of themselves to YouTube in exchange for a $100 reward. Uh, So, before there was Tinder, there was Hot or Not. Yes. 
Yeah. I don't, <clears throat> so we're actually going to do that in season six. Talk about weird dating sites that were up, like Hot or Not, Zeusk, and some of the more dangerous ones. If you want to catch something called like, mm. like Plenty of Fish. Yes. Oh yes. Boy, they're oh, a lot of keepers. Or if you want to catch something called like Blam Blam Blam, Craigslist. What? Yeah. But oh. anyways, so back to YouTube and it's wonderful. So from there, in 2006, after Google acquired it and started doing some playing around with it, that's when they started the slogan of broadcast yourself. So that's when people started doing more just, you know, videos and just doing weird random interactions, like gags and stuff like that. And then when they ended up partnering with Vivo in 2009, that's when they started getting more more music videos and... That around 2014 is when uh, uh, the the uh, the the high and mighty Susan Wojcicki had had become a CEO of YouTube, and that's where um, everything is at at this point. <clears throat> wow! Wow! All right. So before we hop into the VTubers, yes, because I mean that is you know the new rave. I mean, starting with D Twizzle, what are some of your fondest memories of YouTube? Well, my fondest memory at first was actually how I hated it, honestly. I <laughs> I just thought I was like, I don't wanna do no YouTube. You know, I I was that old 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 man in a twenty three year old body, but I was I didn't care for it at first because my like, man it's just a whole bunch of self centered, egotistical, narcissistic, you know, self righteous people. Like it is today, but anyways. Yeah, but even more so. And I'm like, I can't get anything from this stuff. You know, this is like when, you know, everything with the whole social media stuff really started taking off. And I just wasn't having it. I was just like, I'm just going to stick to my flip phone and, you know, watching stuff on, you know, cable TV like a regular normal person, you know. But um, I think what got me into YouTube was, uh, and and we'll probably go more in depth into this, was actually a... uh, content creator called nostalgia critic nice okay but okay. you know ever since that i started watching his stuff and you know and then it's like oh okay and then you know that that was like my gateway into the actual youtubeverse essentially youtubeverse you know i like the i like the sound of that youtubeverse i like that all right monkey it's much better than the metaverse you know yeah yeah that's a discussion for another time <laughs> anyways monkey yeah. What is some of your fondest memories of YouTubing? Well, some of the funnest memories and fondest memories of YouTubing is back before they got all kind of crazy tight on restrictions and copyright claiming and all that fun stuff was um, parody music videos. Yes. Mm. Yes. Because there was uh, quite a few of them, uh, including one ones that used to be called um, literal music videos, where they would take the music video... And the song, and then redub the lyrics in the song to basically what's going on in the music video. Because, you know, some of these music videos made no damn sense on why this was going on to this song. Like, um, the best one that I, I enjoyed was, um, it was a literal music video to Enrique Iglesias' Hero. Oh, God. Oh, man. Or, yes, it was so great. You know what? I wonder if we could even find that. Um, I believe, because it actually was initially uh, posted on Funny or Die. So uh, back when, you know, Fanny or Die was actually still funny. Yeah. Um, and I think it's still on there, but just finding it on YouTube is just, no, you can't, because 
it's either only just a part of the video or it's just the initial, just the uh, the pods scene and then the music from there because having both was you know obviously a copyright struck by by Sony and right. everything else. So yeah, you know I have to say that my fondest memory was like watching Magical Trevor mm. and Charlie the Unicorn. You know, Salad Fingers. You know, some of the animation that they had, because you can tell how animation just uh, improved over time. Yes. And a lot of people that did animate those shows went on to bigger and better. And also, once in a while, like, just to really scratch that nostalgic feeling, some of the old videos from Newgrounds is actually on YouTube. Some of them were kind of interesting and... Yeah, including um, a lot of the old uh, uh, Badgers, Badger, Badger stuff. Yes. Or what the hell? What the hell is that group called? But anyways, yeah. Like the Bunny Kill series. Uh, yeah. Bunny Kill series was awesome. I wish they could have turned that into a video game, like they did Alien Hominid. Sure. And Pico, because they had Pico on um, Friday Night. Um, what was it? Friday Night Jams. Ah. But anyways. Yes. So, D Twizzle, I see that you have a list in front of you. Indeed, I always have the list. The list. So the list, the list is on fire. I take it that you have some content creators that you enjoy listening to. Oh yeah, I, you know it's so weird. I'm I was sitting here writing this stuff down, and I just realized, like, man, I watch a lot of YouTube. <laughs> like, it, it's it's not being a YouTube denier to yeah. being a YouTube worshiper. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's so weird because like. You know, I don't even watch like cable TV or like even like I will sit and like um, I will like queue up a bunch of like videos and stuff from my homepage and put that in like in a big, you know, 10 to 11 queue and just let it run, you know, and get like sucked down that proverbial, you know, <laughs> hole and stuff. And I won't even watch like I have to pull myself away from like watching like other series and stuff, you know, like they, I know they got like the. Uh, what you call it, House of the Dragon, but yeah. I'll bypass and push that off to the side and watch like a, a series of like YouTube videos instead, you know, because it's it's just so dang on entertaining. But yes. and Monkey, I know you got the information on the VTubers, but I know that you also have a list of some oh, of yeah. your favorite content yes. creators. Yes, I do. And you know, it's it's just crazy that you know from you know D I'm going to agree with you. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy how addictive YouTube is. Yes. Like, you wouldn't expect for it to be a guilty pleasure, but it's definitely a major guilty pleasure. And, you know, I'm of the same mind. I will watch YouTube more than I will my Hulu account, my Amazon Prime account, my Disney Plus account, my HBO Max account. You know, mm-hmm. you want to know something interesting? More people will watch YouTube than adult entertainment videos. What? Yeah. They lie. They just say that to make it for a cover. Yeah, they probably do. You know damn right they watch a lot more of them. And I'm sure. Naughty, naughty movies. I'm sure yeah. those sites are like, what? Sites. Can I get best man on this? And you're like, yes, sir. According to our charts. Yeah. Heresy. <laughs> it's the only reason why they can get away with the little bit because they're using incognito mode when they're going to it. Yeah. yeah. Like, see, look at my search history. I do not go to those sites. Yes. Like, oh, let me pull up your incognito. No, 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 don't do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, gentlemen, we're going to just take a real small break. 
And when we come back, we're going to discuss some of our favorite content creators. Uh-huh. And then we're going to hop into the new wave of VTubing. Because, Monkey, that is your specialty. Uh, you, yeah. you have the list. You follow VTubers left, right, and in the middle. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what that is. Are those like those people who do the reaction videos? Uh, VTubers, well, uh, I can give a quick synopsis. VTubers are, is essentially a, a shortened version or contraction of virtual YouTubers. So essentially they are people who um, kind of come on with like a virtual avatar. And they usually, um, it's the biggest part of it is the big concept of it originally started in Japan. And um, so they, they had it for like people who were kind of like doing like idol stuff, like singing and dancing, performing. Okay. But obviously they didn't want to show their real face. They didn't uh-huh. want to get, you know, um, seen on the streets or whatever. So they, they started doing it and uh, the original person to actually coined the phrase VTuber was a, a, a character called Kizuno Ai. And she actually appeared back in 2016 is when she, she started doing stuff. Okay. Um, you've probably seen the meme of the girl who kind of, um, it says when um, showing to how to flip someone off. And she kind of starts off with kind of like a little quick one. And then, you know, starts to intensify. She gets kind of a little bit more arch. And then she kind of arches and then kind of like, Gets closer and closer. That that's that's her her model that they're using for that. Okay. Yeah, you're about to learn quite a bit about VTubing. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so <coughs> we're going to take a small break because this is going to be one of those episodes that's going to oh, be yeah. extremely informative. There's going to be a lot of good information, and but, maybe some content pick you guys want to check out. You know, like especially as we said before, we we all probably have a little list of people we like to watch and follow. Yeah. And those are outside of YouTubing, at least my stuff. I, half of mine is outside of the YouTubing community, but yeah, it's just something extra to say, hey, you, you've probably actually even seen VTubers, but you didn't realize that you were watching a YouTuber thing. Right. So, so when we come back, we're going to discuss some of our content creators that we enjoy, re- whether it's newsworthy, whether it's based on anime, wrestling, comics, music, or even some interesting niches that you may not have thought of. So give us a moment and we'll be back. Cheshire's place, a looking glass and logical madness. So, <clears throat> before we dive into our wonderful uh, expose on our favorite content creators and also VTubers, it seems that uh, D Twizzle has a couple of announcements to make. Uh, so, you ready, bud? Yeah, yeah. So, first things first, um, 
when we did our random top five, we had a um, special spirit in the house. Uh, goes by the name of Doughball Whiskey. So, you know, I'm trying to be the opportunist that I am. Reached out to him on Instagram, and I was like, hey, you know, we, uh, you know, hit you up on one of our shows. You know, by all means, you know, if you ever, you know, want to, you know, help, you know, maybe sponsor us one day. You know, we'd love to, you know, be able to be on the show. And they end up shooting me a, a um, shout out and. On uh, on our Insta, well, not I think not on our Instagram page, but yeah, we don't know. have a official Cheshire's Place Instagram yet, 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 not yet, yet, but soon. But yes, they did give us a little shout out, and they were like, "Hey, man, thank you for you know putting us on your show, you know, and you know basically giving like the cheers and the little glass mug thing, like yeah, man, we, yeah, but oh man, actually hit me back because you know whenever it comes to like those companies, you just never know. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. It's just some of them are, are like peasants sending us their 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 greens we already know we're good <laughs> right <laughs> we have good product but we they, don't need you <laughs> yeah but they you know, yeah but i know i i was just kind of beside myself i was like oh man i gotta i gotta share this to everyone because i didn't expect to get a response but um uh, which leads me into our uh special guest for tomorrow um like i said winston roundtree will be on the show and uh, if you guys don't know, this guy is one of the most, probably one of the more talented animation artists, you know, this side of the Mississippi, I'll say. But um, uh, he's coming on the show. We're going to discuss a lot about, you know, his, you know, his startup into getting into animation and uh, writing and how he, you know, became having something like this become his new craft. You know, so I would, you know, advise everybody out here in the uh Wonderland, definitely tune in. Um, well, actually, tune in for our next show will be coming up, and we'll be having this amazing interview. There's going to be so many insights, so many questions, so be a lot of laughs. Um, we're gonna, you know, really just be able to just poke his brain about just his creative process, you know, because this is logical madness, and I really feel like this guy really epitomizes that, uh, especially in a lot of his work and things, because it's definitely very. The way I could describe it, it's very existential in the way that he goes about um, making his art and things like that. So it's very insightful, makes you think. It's not like some fly by the, you know, fly by the wheel type of a uh, um, animation and product. So I would say definitely, definitely tune in. You will not be disappointed. Sounds good. Nice. And Monkey, you have a little bit of insight about a potential um, partnership. Yes, um, I've been checking out some things myself, and I'm going to try to hit up on um, talking to uh, a coffee brand Coffee, um, who is um, the company which was created by another by actual YouTube creator who I was going to say as well as one of my people I, I like to follow. And his big thing with that is that he created this brand of coffee basically because you know he he's, he kind of sick of. You know, a lot of bigger brands taking political stances one way or the other, whether it be, you know, conservative or progressive. And he's like, you know what? You know, some people don't care about those things. They just want good product. And so that's what he went off on. And he started, he made this coffee brand coffee because, again, it's it's about the coffee. Or in the, his case, he's doing coffee and uh, organic teas and cocoa blends and whatnot. And he's actually been doing pretty well and 
he said that he's going to start looking for partners and doing a partnership program. So I'm going to try to hit him up as soon as I can find a way to to uh, get a hold of that because I know he said he stated that on one of his videos recently that he was looking to starting a partnership program and and so maybe we would get a a nice sponsorship from him and you know that'd be a a product that could be looked at and checked out <coughs> by us and also by our listeners. So uh, it's something that I see is. Um, a good product. Um, I have not yet had a chance to, to try the product, and I'm working on talking with him and getting an order in here sooner than later, hopefully. But he's got a good line of stuff, so you guys check it out. Coffee Brand Coffee is the website. And like I said, it's it, if you're a coffee drinker, he's got, like I believe, five different uh, things right now. Uh, teas as well. He's got about four or five different blends of teas. And he's got, you know, different kinds of cocoa as well. And I know he's he's starting on getting the uh, K-Cup ones going as well because that was actually a kind of a costly process, apparently, because they have to get a special machine to make those. So he, he started uh, doing a pre-order for those. And essentially the majority of those pre-orders are going to be going to um, not only making getting the product, but also getting the uh, equipment to make that product so that he can offer it continuously. Sounds good. Now, <clears throat> now I do have to mention, in terms of sponsorship deals, partnership deals, some companies will go in lines of the algorithm, right. where you have to have specific number of listeners per week. Mm. Now, some companies say about 1.5K right. for listeners per week, at minimum. Now, truth be told, are we... Up in those levels. No. We're not up those up those levels. Now, we do have some listeners that are devoted. Right. You know, I, I shouldn't say devoted. They like to listen to what we say. They enjoy the show. Right. You know, we offer a wide variety of topics. We offer different insights. And, you know, we're growing. We're maturing. You know, it would be nice to have a sponsorship. Right. You know, even if it's just us plugging their products, you know, it isn't about the money for us. Right. You know, we we like to grow and we like to help other businesses and people grow as well. So if anyone just wants a free ad for products, I mean, hit us up. Right. I mean, follow us on the great, on the Facebook group, group page, Cheshire's Place of Looking Glass and Logical Madness. Email us at CheshireLookingGlass at gmail.com. You can, fo- you can talk to us on Twitter at PlaceCheshire. Yes, I will be working on an Instagram for Cheshire's Place. Granted, I don't think they want to see any of our pictures up there, but they might as well get to know who we are. Yeah. Like, seriously, they might as well see the faces behind the microphones. And they might as well see us just do what we enjoy. Yes. So Indeed. And who knows? I will literally be behind the microphone. The Wilson Wilson thing from Home Improvement. Yeah, no, we can't do that. But anyways, <clears throat> now this leads into our favorite content creators because if you want to be popular in YouTube, you have to follow the algorithm. You have to have a, a ever-growing base right. of fans. And the individuals that we're going to be discussing as our favorites have done that. Even more so with the shift in social media, 
in today's standards. Because these individuals continually stay fresh with their content, with their information. So, Monkey, we're going to start with you. Okay. Well, since I've already kind of given the, the, the point and hint of, of uh, you know, who I was looking at of trying to hit it for uh, this partnership, um, the person who I kind of started getting into YouTube a little bit more recently uh, because of him doing more like news things and since a lot of people get most of their news from YouTube more than actual news channels because of the political leanings that news channels mostly have these days Mm -hmm. where they're either one way or the other very hardcore and people are like no I just want to know the news you know yeah you can give me a little bit of opinion because it's on this point on your own channel but when you're part of a main broadcasting channel you should be kind of you know just telling us the news so, um, in this case, um, I'm talking about uh, The Quartering, who uh, he's kind of, he, he likes to say that he's more of a classic uh, a liberal, mm-hmm. but, you know, a lot of people who have been following him um, and people who are hating on him, I guess you can say, um, are trying to say he's more on the conservative leaning, but he's kind of like, well, I'm kind of in the middle, really, more than anything else, but... You know, and he he does a lot of news on mostly uh, mostly entertainment stuff. So whether it be kind of like it might be something about um, comics or TV shows or movies, um, you know, he, he does a little bit of everything, kind of like like us. And that's the reason why when we started doing this, that I, I compared ourselves to him as saying, um, yeah, we have a lot of different things that we might cover. You know, not everything, everyone's going to like everything, but there'll, there'll be something in there that someone will like now and then. They'll be like, okay, we're talking about martial arts this week. Well, okay, some people are like, oh, I'm not really big on martial arts, so it's a pass. Well, okay, this week we're talking about comics. Okay, oh, I love comics, so I'll, I'll check it out. And that's kind of like how his a lot of his videos are. Yeah, Granny, he does like seven or eight videos a day, but, you know, it's still, it's he does a little bit of everything. And um, he did have a channel which was a little bit more political-leaning, which was... Uh, basically, we talked about different politics things, and that was uh, his other channel, which was Midwestly. But during this time of year, and right now, there's the current climate of stuff, nothing really going on on that. But when it starts getting close to election term time, you'll probably be posting a lot more stuff on there because it'll be more about political stuff as opposed to entertainment stuff. And he tries to keep his entertainment channel mostly about the entertainment stuff as opposed to the political stuff. So that's why he's one of the ones that I like to follow. and. He's kind of one of the ones that kind of got me down on the uh, the YouTube rabbit hole of watching different things on there. Very nice, Monkey. All right, D-Twizzle, name your first content creator that you enjoy. All right. Uh, let me see. I'm going through my many, many, many names. So so I, I do a lot of, like, entertainment and a lot of, like, information-related uh, content. Um, so one of the first people who actually really grabbed my attention is uh, Nando V Movies. So Nano V Movies, basically, what's unique about him is that I'm always impressed with, like, his knowledge of a lot of, like, comic book lore and entertainment in that sense. Um, And he has a lot of good, um, uh, a lot of good, like, series that he puts together. Like, for one, he did a, I think it was like a six-parter about rewriting the Justice League, basically how he would write it. So it kind of gives a chance for him to uh, really stretch out his screenwriting abilities which is actually really good when you sit here and actually follow 
uh, all those videos together. I'm like, all right, that, you know, makes a lot of sense. And um, right now he is doing uh, a series where he's going around doing fan casting for um, X-Men, like first generations. Um, he's He did fan casting for like Fantastic Four. So basically what he'll do is that, you know, uh, he'll go through and give you like a list of names of people who he feels you know, would be a good role for, like, said character, and then he'll pick his winner and everything like that, but he gives you, like, these very, very, like, thorough explanations about these actors and their backgrounds, and you actually can see, you know, why he kind of would pick that person for those roles, and it's super entertaining, like, matter of fact, the last video I watched was um, him doing a fan casting for the Bat family, so he had picked uh, Nightwing, Batgirl, Batwoman, and there was a fourth person who I'm forgetting. Oh, Red Hood. So he kind of went through like all these like different um, actors and actresses and was like, hey, you know, based off of like their, you know, experience and abilities and other work, you know, I feel like he would fit this role. So it's very cool, very in depth. And I guess he also has like his own podcasting is called mostly nitpicking so they just go and just pick these different videos and they you know have a big old session about you know what was good what was bad what was ugly nice. okay so i have to go with a little bit of nostalgia okay <clears throat> cinemasker cinemasker oh now you have to remember cinemasker does a lot of stuff relating to video games horror movies but the biggest thing that put them on the map for the longest time and still does in a way is the angry video game nerd. Mm. Now, he he deep he deep dives in his own way with classic video games ranging from like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, TurboGrafx-16 and Atari and he puts his own spin with everything being, you know, the angry video game nerd. Now, for those who have been long-time watchers of it, and yeah, we know that he doesn't come out with too much more content because he is focusing on the rest of the full-on product being Cinemassacre. But for all of us that really enjoy the work that he puts in, right? you know, it's simply amazing what he does and how he does it. And... Every segment show that he has, whether it's, you know, the video game nerd, whether it's actual Cinemasker where he's talking about movies, you know, whatever he does, he really puts his heart and soul into it. So I had to give that one a shout out because, you know, one, nostalgia. Right. And two, regardless, even to today, the content is absolutely wonderful. All right, Monkey, what's your next one? All right, so next I have on my list here is one that I actually introduced you to, which is uh, Lazy Masquerade. Yep. So um, Lazy Masquerade uh, is a YouTuber content creator who does a lot of talking about um, whether it be um, just weird mystery things and sometimes even kind of, uh, I guess you can call them uh, some crypto things and just some just off-the-wall things uh like uh a lot of things he'll do is he'll he'll bring up either like um top like ghost stories from areas or just stories about you know weird mysterious happenings and people aren't you know really sure how it happened or why it happened 
And um, even one of the other things he, he kind of does, and you might look at it as kind of being a, a morbid curiosity, I guess you can say, is where he'll have, like, uh, sometimes he'll have videos about, like, uh, photos or videos that people took, like, moments before they died. Like, uh, where people were, like, you know, taking, like, a selfie and then they fell off or whatever, or uh, they just disappeared after that picture or whatever. And it's just weird, awkward, you know, things that kind of make you go okay. And, you know, his, his tagline being, you know, uh, the best things happen in the dark. And, you know, obviously to accentuate that it's the spookiness or scariness behind some of these things. Nice, nice. And that's actually kind of cool because I'm glad you mentioned that because sometimes even I find myself, you know, it'll be late at night. And for somehow, some reason, whatever, something like that will like pop up. It'll be like Nightmare Fuel Iceberg or, yeah. <laughs> you know, top five, you know, little messages or whatever. There there was actually, oh, what was this guy? I think it was like Matthew Santoro, Torino, whatever. Matthew Santoro. Yeah, I remember yeah. his content from a long time ago. Yeah. And you really don't see too much from him anymore. No. Like, he had some good stuff. Then he moved to the States and... His content completely changed, and then he moved back to Canada. You know, granted, yeah, he's dealing with he dealt with a lot, you yeah. know, in terms of um, depression and everything else. And you know, we do miss his content. Yeah, we really do. Yeah. So, who else you got? Um. So another channel I really love checking out. There's this um one called. I was like tune terrific. Yeah. Okay. And, it's, and it's this guy who he does like a lot of like animation reviews from like shows. So like he'll do like some um, videos about like Disney's recess or the weekenders or just like shows that you kind of forgot about. Matter of fact, one of the biggest things that actually had me hooked on to him. Well, he did. He did one video talking about like, um, you know, uh, when it comes to like, you know, like African Americans being represented in like animation and stuff, how you know, in a sense there's there's not as much initially out there, but you know, he's mentioning how within the last couple of years things have kinda of changed. Like you got like Craig Craig of the Creek and Craig shows Creek, yeah. like that. Fillmore. Yeah, Fillmore and things. So like the Proud House, know. things like that. Yeah. Right. Um but he also did this really cool one, just a little bit of nostalgia. He did like I think five or six videos about the uh the peanuts and like their little like movies and stuff that they yeah. made and it's just it's it's really good like he he breaks it down i'm like my thing was, was like man how do you because i i love peanuts right and that was, used to be my show growing up i think i remember when i was 10 i had my mom bring me like a charlie brown birthday cake <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm sure everybody else was like what in the world because you know during that time it was all about like pokemon and digimon that yeah. was the thing and yeah. we're, we're talking like red and blue yeah you know <laughs> once coming out but you know but his his shows are really good very well put together he breaks down so much about like the animation and the art and you learn so much about the creators you know i learned a lot just kind of by watching um a lot of those shows because i didn't know they made so many like little specials and stuff like yeah. that so his channel's definitely worth it i mean he has a bunch of other content too but those would if i would tell anybody just to kind of get a taste that would be the channel to kind of check out nice so because i love top tens mm -hmm. i love top tens because there's a lot of good interesting stuff with top tens i have to give a shout out to the top 10 crew 
Because it is a channel, and actually it's multiple channels because they do top 10 nerd, top 10 horror, you know, top 10 movies. And, you know, just the individuals that they have on there and that they've had on there, you know, they have so much character in, like, the different top 10s they do for comics, you know, like, top 10 members of the Bat family. Right. You know, top 10 Wolverine stories. Even going into top 10 horror, like the top 10 demons you shouldn't summon. You know, the top 10 most dangerous angels. You know, they have a wide variety of top 10 topics that they do. And, you know, it's just crazy. And I miss some of the older hosts that they had on there, like Roya the Destroyer. Um, uh, God, I wish I could remember all their names off the top of my head. I feel bad about it. Because, you know, even to this day, I still watch Top 10 Nerd and Top 10 Horror. So, you know, I I do really miss a lot of the older hosts that they had on there. Because there was just a a wide variety of individuals that were on there. All right. Monkey, who else you got? All right. Well, next one I have here. um, Another content creator I've, I've been following that... I, I got into about the same time I, I started getting back into YouTube. Um, and this is one that a lot of people can, can can get behind and check out because it's basically all things geeky. And one of the actual hosts uh, goes by the, uh, the the screen name of Geeky Sparkles. <laughs> and that's a Clownfish TV. Yeah. So um, it's a husband-wife duo, and sometimes they're, they're kids who are, are teenagers kind of uh, pop on there sometimes as well. And they basically uh, talk about news things and review things uh, from geek culture, whether it be Star Wars or uh, comic books, some anime, um, some movies, you know, whatever that they're, they're looking at or whatever's big that's coming out or going on, they uh, are checking out things. Uh, they are both um, comic book readers and writers and artists, um, at least uh, the, um, the husband who's, who's Neon, he... He does. He did art, and he actually did used to do art for the classic uh, gem comics of Ducktale comics back in the day. So he did do art for that. Um, he's kind of. Uh, they were actually at one point in talks with Disney to to do a show and to pitch one of their ideas that they had for one of their stories that they were writing, and they actually ended up kind of backing out of the deal because they're like. We, we don't like the idea of losing our, our rights to these characters if we end up doing this. So, so no, we're not going to do it. So, and, and they do try to remain apolitical. Um, the, that's one of the other things that I like about them is because they, they do obviously have their feelings on things, but they are even saying to the point where, you know, it's, there's so much politics going on in everything these days that they don't want to deal with it and they don't want to be part of that. And to the point where they've even said that, they, they used to identify as Democrats, but now they either identify as independent or uh, a libertarian because of the fact that they don't want to keep hearing people pushed at them that this is this, and if they don't think this way, then they are labeled as the opposite direction. You know? Right. And that's one of the things about them. And, again, they, they give you the honest truth of how they feel about um, these the things that they review, whether it be... Um, the a Netflix series like Stranger Things, or you know a uh, a movie that came out and they were like, wow, that was just so horrible. I don't know why they made it that way, and you know that's kind of a uh, their, their thing. And you can 
check out their things and uh, they do have their 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 blog online and that's actually how they actually started um, getting into I guess you can say entertainment current day stuff is what they are doing actually a, a Disney blog called Pirates and Princesses back in the day and then they they went into doing their own YouTubing from there. Nice, nice. Hmm. All right, D Twizzle, who else you got? All right, so there's this. Um, so I'm a kind of like a big fan of history, but not just any kind of history. It's a uh, drunken history. I mean, what? No, 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 no. Not any, well, I, I've watched one or two of those. I mean, <laughs> and they're all right. Like, like I get what I, I. I still feel like it's like somewhat scripted because they're like, how can you be able to spout off different years about Abraham Lincoln and all this other stuff? But there's a, a YouTube channel called Alternate History Hub. And boy, let me tell you, this is this is probably one of the best like channels, you know, I, I really grew up with. And they and the guy on the content creator for this one, he brings up a lot of good um, different type of what ifs like uh, like for World War Two, especially, you know, it says like what if Russia never invaded in World War Two or the France or France didn't surrender you know, or things, even things like what would happen if like Texas was like divided or, you know, or if, um, how California almost split in two, you know, type of thing. So he, you know, has a vast variety of like different, um, different material, but it's all pretty cool. And it kind of, you know, it's just kind of unique how he kind of puts it together because he has to do a lot of research on a lot of this different type of things, you know, to be able to bring up these topics, but it's, it's all animated. So you have like, you know, his little characters that he creates that, you know, are used to represent, you know, different countries. Like, for example, like for America, America's always like this blue figure wearing like aviator glasses with like the American flag face as a star, you know, and then they'll have like, like his Russian characters are always wearing like the little, you know, the Bolshevik hats, the Bolshevik hats and like the little like, uh, Sisk and the hammer thing, you know, (laughs) exactly. So they gives all his characters different little unique uh, perspectives and stuff, and it's it's pretty cool. What does that sound familiar? That's uh, Axis Wars, something like that. Oh man, Axis and Allies or whatever. Yes, that weird anime that they had where all the countries were. Oh, uh, Hentalia. Hentalia, there it is. Yeah, Hentalia, where where the characters are a, uh, I guess you can say. uh, a conglomeration of stereotypes of that of that country. Yes, yes, like yes. Like Russia being, you know, the, the Bolshevik person, and Germany being kind of wild and like I am Germany, da da da. Yeah. So and France being wee oui, wee, oui, I have the baguette. <laughs> yeah. So and that's what I was life. thinking of whenever you told me this, D Twizzle. Yeah, you mean that whole like this is the end, no the end of the world or whatever. That's a, that's a, that's different, a different one. That's yeah. a different one. Okay. This, this is actually an anime series called oh, Italia. Okay. Yeah, and and all the characters are are basically uh, countries of you know the world, and they represent different countries of the world. Yeah, so it's a, it's one of those animes you're going to have to watch okay. eventually. All right, so I have to go with infographics. infographics. Oh yeah, I have to go with the nice. infographic show because they always come up with interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Like whenever they talk about cryptids, you know yes. what? How like it's you versus specific things, or yeah. what if you know. Almost like, what if we never got into World War II? You know, they talk about so many different topics and everything. Um, I'm definitely a fan of some of the information relating to, like, prison breaks, um, serial killers. No, it does not make me a psycho, folks. Um, 
you know, different, you know, who would win be on this and this. So they have a lot of interesting things and I enjoy it. Like I, I enjoy watching it like a yeah. lot. And like one of the ones I enjoyed was who would win you versus John Wick. <laughs> you already know who was going to win that. It was, what was that like a, like a two minute video? No, and they Is actually that like saying who will win this guy or this car, or this baby that's sitting in the crib all defenseless. Like, no, no. So how they actually broke it down, and they actually would go into detail on how you could. It'd be because John Wick always visits his wife's grave. Mm. So if you're good with a sniper rifle, you could wait on the exact day that John visits the grave and try to snipe him long range. Well, if you miss, you have to be in medium range. So they tell you, oh, hey, this is the specific gun that you're going to need for this. If you're close quarters, well, you're pretty much screwed unless if you have equal training to him. Like, they'll break it down. Like, they even did one for... Um, so, so it's more of a, of a, this is how this could go. Yeah. As opposed to who would win, or this is more of how this would win in this situation. Yeah. Instead of how it happened. Yeah, because they do the same thing for, like, horror characters. They did it for Pennywise. They yep. did it for the Babadook. They did it for um, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers. The, the Babadook one must have been pretty, must have been pretty interesting. This is like, all right, to defeat the Babadook, you must go get therapy at this session for, like, <laughs> five weeks straight to get over the guilt of your lost loved one. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that was actually part of it, oddly enough. No. But they also said burn the book before you open it. Mm-hmm. Like any good normal person would exactly. do. Exactly. Any, yeah. any normal person, the first thing they would do is like, it's a book, burn it! Right. The only time they want to read is something that says, do not open this book. Oh, well, I have to do it now. It's like, yeah. what? Don't tell me what to do. You're not my real book. Oh, no. Yeah. Unleash Satan. <laughs> so, like, definitely, like, if y'all get a chance, watch Infographics, because oh, they yeah. always come out with some good stuff. I think, they, the, uh, th I think the last one I watched was about... Uh, punishments back in the middle ages and stuff and just some of the jacked up things they actually have like a big series on that like the different viking tortures yep. different greek to tortures and they'll even go into specifics That's on cool. certain ones yeah i think one of them was called like the spread eagle yep no you're thinking blood um you're probably thinking blood eagle because oh. that's when that, that's the viking one where they'll Cut open your back, break your ribs, and then spread them out like a series of wings. Oh, yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. I wonder what I was thinking of. Yep. Maybe so, I should Google what a spread eagle is. No, you <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. If they're going to do that, might as well look at blue waffles. Right. Oh, God, no. God, no. Yeah. God, oh, no, no. We are definitely not that type of family show here, folks. <laughs> It's <laughs> not a family show at that point. No, definitely not. All right, monkey. What what else you got? All right. Well, back to you. Change the subject. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're gonna go on a little bit something more, just a more on the uh, fun side for me. Um, and this is someone that I, I I enjoy his content, and that's uh Mr. Ballin. Okay. Who um, actually got his start on TikTok initially, giving kind of like short little snippet things, and his content is. Strange, dark, and mysterious is what his his tagline is. Sounds and, like D Twizzle. Yes, yeah, and actually, much like D Twizzle, he is. Oh, I guess um, he's a former a member of the military services. He's a former Navy SEAL. Nice. So uh, he actually was deployed in in Iraq, in Afghanistan, and whatnot. But came back and he started doing um, 
YouTubing or actually TikToks first and then YouTubes and a lot of his content is circled around um, strange, dark, mysterious mystery things and even just some really weird messed up people and some of the things that they've done um, or even just some weird happenings that's happened to people. Um, a lot of a couple of his things he's done is um, he's he's been kind of reading excerpts from um, a book series called the the four one one chronicles I believe is what the books are called. Okay. And essentially what they are is uh, it's a series of books about people who've gone missing in like national parks in the U in in the North North America territories. Hmm. So it's like just some of the weird things of the insane amount of people who have just disappeared completely. And either they, they sometimes they get found and they have no recollection of what happened to them, and other times obviously they they're gone and no one knows what happened to them. Jeez. So um, that's a really interesting content creator. He, he just talks about some of these things, and um, a lot of them are stories that are told by someone else. So whether they are actual, most of them are actual events. Some of them, you know, could be possible. You know, not certain if they actually really happened, but um, he even has his own story of what happened to him when he was younger. Oh, man. And that which this kind of is why he has focused on this type of content because he's experienced stuff like this. And it's like, wow. Um, yeah, I was not a believer until that happened to me. And since then, I've been fascinated with these things happenings. Right. So. <clears throat> wow. That... That is definitely taking something as a negative to a positive. Yes. All right. So, D-Twizzle, who you got on deck next? All right. Uh, it's kind of a toss-up. Um, so, I'll start off by posting this question. Do you guys like music? <gasps> music? Yes. I've never heard music in my life. What is this thing? I have never heard of this concept. What is it? Well, it's like a bunch of people take these objects and they make a bunch of noise and all this noise sounds good to your ear holes. Sounds like screams at a BDSM dungeon, but Hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> Some of them the, do in the same lines. Yeah. So, and they call that music. Yes. This was yeah. called the aristocrats. Thank you very much. <laughs> so there's this, um, there's this channel called uh, punk rock NBA. And this guy, he goes on the channel and he talks about a lot. Well, his, most of his stuff is focused on rock. So me, um, I'm a very big rock head. And I'm always trying to find, you know, different, like, avenues to, like, you know, ha find out about, like, new music or things. Or just even get, like, a brief synopsis of, like, music of old. So this guy with this channel, he goes in and he goes through, like, a lot of different genres of, like, rock and metal music. So, like, for example, I watched one recently. Um... It was talking about like the strange history of corn. Um, he talked about kind of like how they came about as a band. Uh, I also learned a lot about um, alternative metal. So people like Henry Rollins band, um, you know, bands of that nature, Fear Factory, you know, groups like that and how they came about. Um, I also learned about just some of like the, you know, some of the issues with rock. Like he did this one video talking about the the not like the day when the music died but it was kind of like it was kind of like the day when you know rock basically not well not fall off but basically wasn't the popular music genre and he was referring to back when um um dr dre the chronic came out in 91 yeah 
so around that time, you know, same around the same time that like Nirvana was basically, I think this was a little bit before um, Kurt Cobain and his incident happened. But when that album came out, that changed so much because now you got this new sound that's out there and everyone's starting to gravitate towards that. And, you know, and rock as we knew it at that moment had basically changed, you know, so that's a new thing that started coming out. And then, as you can see, it kind of started uh, taking off in the 90s. And now it's basically like the popular genre of the day. And, you know, some people, they don't like that. But he explains kind of like how we got to that point. Okay. Okay. I like that. All right. So I'm going to go with something fun for me. Now, there's a lot of content content creators that will analyze anime. Yes. I mean, Nux Taku did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he had the um, most disrespectful moments in anime, which was phenomenal for me. That's how I got, like, hooked on Nux Taku. Right. But there's an individual that does it, but does it more in a, I'm going to say an urban way, and I'm going to explain the reason why. Mm-hmm. So this individual... They're athletic. Yeah they're, at- yeah, they're athletic. So CJ DeChamp... Has his own YouTube and he does, you know, the most disrespectful moments in anime, but he goes one further talking about characters that have black Air Force energy. Now, for those who are listening that do not understand the power of a black Air Force, let me explain. The black Air Force is synonymous with those who are straight up goons these are individuals that really don't care and will fight you in a minute probably to the point to where they will probably kill you these are the shoes that are synonymous with people that have hoodlum like tendencies and i use that in quotations because there's so many black air forces out there you can't really tell who did what because a whole bunch of people in the hood wear them so he breaks it down talking about different characters with Black Air Force enemy uh, energy. These are straight savages. These are demons. So this is like Kid Boo is the president of Black Air Force One because he CJ DeChamp came up with this concept of the round table of Black Air Force in, in energy. So yeah, Majin Boo being the president, and everyone knows what Majin Boo did in Dr- Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. He straight up just wrecked shop. He yep. he just destroyed everybody. Just mollywopped. Yeah. Not only that, he destroyed the earth. Looking for Goku and Vegeta, he went to the afterlife and started smoking people. He smoked Krillin again, Yamcha again, PyCon. The majority of all the dead warriors that were there and was ready to blow up the afterlife. Not only that, Madara Uchiha is the vice president of Black Air Force One. Like, that man is just insane. Everyone saw the one-man army, like, scene in Naruto Shippuden, where he pretty much wiped out the entire Shinobi ally, uh, Shinobi alliance by himself and dropped two meteors on them. And that was just the start. The, the start? Oh, I need to show this to you whenever we get off the air. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but he recently did. Now, for those who watch anime and especially Izakai, 
the saga of Tanya the Evil. Nice. And everyone knows how Tanya is. She's a beast. She is like, she isn't Black Air Force energy. She is like a FUBU type energy. And FUBUs are rare to find. Mm-hmm. Like, they break her character down. Like, he even did one on the Izakai Destroyer, Truck Coon. Now, for those who do not understand what Truck Coon is, Truck Coon is the reason why a lot of people get Izakai'd in most of these shows. Some will get murdered, some will get teleported, some will get exploded, but it's always getting hit by a vehicle. That like like scary movie one? No, more like, oh, hey, I'm walking, da 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 Oh, look, there's a kid in the middle of the road. Let me save this kid. And all of a sudden, bam, you get hit by a truck. You get hit by a car. You get hit by a plane. Truck coon causes the majority of Isekais. Oh, dang. It was a, 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 a kind of running gag where people actually started making an actual manga about truck coon, the, 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 the prevalent in Isekai, which essentially... They, they show up and, and whenever someone, they're like, let's see, so this person we got to take out because they need to be sent to the inner world. Uh, and then basically it'll just keep coming after the person until they, they take the person out. Yeah. Like, like <clears throat> you, you have a higher purpose. We need to make sure you t- do the higher purpose. Yeah, this is why I look both ways before I cross the street any given time because I don't want to get Izakai'd anywhere. Oh, wait a minute. Now it's starting to... I remember there was like a comic book or something where someone yeah. got hit. Okay, it's yeah. starting to click. Like the the hamster's wheel is starting to turn. You got to I got to apologize, Internet Wonderland. I do not. I'm not as familiar with some of these. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, I feel like you should just do like a, a thing called Cheshire Explains. <laughs> so, well, that's why I created this entire show. <laughs> but actually, it was um, anime uproar. And the guys from there and a few other people actually did a comic book about that time I got Izakai'd and that the time I got Izakai'd into a new world. And actually, Truck Coon came with him. Yeah. Izakai'd with my truck. Yeah. There it is. Oh. Yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't have to, have to be like witnesses. Because that just sounds insane. Oh, it's funny. It's essentially that the, the actual guy got killed while he was driving his truck. And apparently his truck died too with him. So they both got these guys. So now the truck is there and the truck talks to him. You mean like like Visa Magic School Bus and Mrs. Frizzle type of? Kind of. Yeah, a little bit. More, yeah. <laughs> Except that the school bus could actually say words instead of honks. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So the truck actually talks to him. It's like, yeah. yeah. Okay. So the, we're going to have to do like an entire episode on Izakai's because we did the anime one, one season two. Well, we talked about one or two se- series. We talked about like the different genres yeah, one genres, time. Yeah. We did the genres, but we're going to have to like actually do like, A hey, this is like, this is Izakai. Stuff, yeah. This is Shonen. This is Shoujo. We did that. That's what we kind of did. No, no. Like we choose our most favorite ones. Hey, this is not that type of family show, man. I didn't use the the little um, the the disclaimer. Yeah, I didn't use the disclaimers on this one. But anyways, wow, monkey, it's your turn. 
All right, so say we probably do one more round here, and then yeah, and get into that other thing because we don't want to go too long on this. Yep, yep. We have to re-record everything over from scratch. Yeah. All right, we're already at an hour and twenty-three, so yeah, we're gonna have to press through. All right, so I guess I'll say this: uh, my last one I'm gonna use for this this segment is a content creator called Laserbeam. Uh, he's an Australian uh, YouTuber, Twitch player, whatever. And one of his things that he constantly does is he will do kind of like TikTok reactions. Or he'll, he usually starts off his videos with, I'm bored. And essentially he'll go on TikTok to find videos that make him laugh. Okay. And yeah, so that's one of the things he does. And he just pulls a bunch of weird funny videos up and tries to see if he can get through them with, without laughing or see if they crack him up. Okay, okay. And be like, wow, this is just boring. What the? What is this crap today? Twenty million subscribers. Wow. Is it being? Yep. All right. It's nuts. And that's only his main channel. He's got two channels. Well, at least. At least, thankfully, no one has mentioned like Nico Avocado on this because that's going to be another story that we're going to have to hit one day. Not in season six, but one day. Anyways, um, D Twizzle, your final one. Oh man, it's going to be super hard. But you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna do a little bit of something that's very. Near and dear to my heart, and that's sports ball. Sports balls. I'm a big fan of sports and all sports, all different kinds of things. And one of the best channels that I actually like to watch is ones that deal with the, you know, the classic, the football. Mm. So I watched this one called. Um, now wait, 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 wait. Are we talking American football or football like European football, which we call soccer? No, I'm not talking about the, Ameri- the American football. I, I was going to say just the, the only football that matters, but, you know, I don't want to. Wow. We might have people overseas wow. who listen to us who, so, you know. So we're talking like, about a sport where they get the ball and they, they go down the court and then they, they hit it with a stick into the net and they call that a touchdown. Yes, the one um, Or is that uh, a home run? Ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening and you are part of international uh, waters, I have to apologize on behalf of D Twizzle and um, Monkey here. You know, granted, yeah, they 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 have their opinions about things, but um, I think pl- I watched pl- sports once, once. But please don't hate us. At least don't hate them. I mean, I I, I have love for anyone that competes in sports. I'm, I'm just saying. Um, yeah, d- d- don't don't email me at cheshiresplace at gmail.com or sorry, cheshirelookingglass at gmail.com to give your disdain for what their comments was. Um, I'm just going to apologize right off the bat. Yeah. Anyways, D-Twizzle, go ahead. Yeah, so there's this channel I like call it's called uh, That's Good Sports. And basically what they do is they do a lot of like NFL reviews of like different games and stuff like that. So, you know, I always tune in because most of his stuff is very like snarky and humorous and sarcastic about like a lot of different things that go on in the game. You know, it's like, uh, you know, he'll do like highlights of the games and then make like his own little commentary. Most of it is pretty humorous and things like that. But sometimes there'll be moments where he'll talk specifically about certain teams, you know, whether it be. You know, like my team uh, for NFL is uh, Detroit Lions. So he's made like four or five different videos just talking about how we've been, you know, royally shafted. Matter of fact, the last video I watched was he actually went through a series of games where we, you know, kind of got, you know, screwed over when it comes to like officiating and things like that. But, you know, play was something that they should have called a foul on something. Exactly. So. 
that's always that's probably always one of my favorite ones between that and like chiseled adonis and some of his highlights and stuff so oh yeah so i'm a big fan of his work as well so it's kind of like a twofer but yeah you know i had to throw in my sports in there man there's nothing wrong with that now my final one and believe me there's plenty Mm-hmm. I mean, I can mention like Chiseled Adonis. I can mention all the martial arts ones that I enjoy, but I enjoy cooking ones. Mm. I enjoy cooking ones with a little bit of comedy. I enjoy cooking ones with a little bit of comedy that are not afraid to review other people's cookings and absolutely destroy them if they're bad. Oh, wow. So I'm talking about Nigel Wynn and his character, Uncle Roger. Now, for those who have never watched Uncle Roger, this is an absolute treat. This man, as this character, will review cooking videos. Yes. And for some reason, he has the most massive hard-on against Jamie Oliver. Well, there's a reason for that, and that's because Jamie Oliver is just a, a loser. and No one really likes him, and he thinks he's the bestest. Now, mind you, Jamie Oliver, somehow you do come across this um, episode. Yeah, you have to come pick a fight with me. Let's do it. Come on. Come on, you limey bastard. What? Now, what? Now my... I will beat you up and dunk you in custard and feed you to William Regal. Mm-hmm. Good. And Good William Regal would just deny yeah, it. like, the hell is this crap? But anyways, okay. you know, you have to watch this because he will review different cooking videos and just the comedy that he has. Yes, it's very, um, I'm going to use the term suggestive, uh-huh. but it's still hilarious. So if y'all ever get a chance, go on YouTube, just type in Uncle Roger, and you will find the most sweetest of comedy ever. So now that we've talked about our favorite content creators, yes. Monkey, it is time for you to give us the history of VTubers. Alrighty, so uh, this is going to be going to kind of run through this a little bit faster than I expected, but alright. So, um, again, VTubers, the concept of VTubers originally came about in about 2016 with um, a creator called Kizuno Ai, and she was originally created in to basically uh, talk about things and was kind of like a news thing and an idol thing where she would do some singing. and It was supposed to be meant as a, quote-unquote, uh, a, a sentient AI system is what she was. And so that was the start of the concept of VTubers, or, and she was the actual one that coined the phrase VTubers. Um, from there, in 2017, um, uh, Hololive came about under their main banner of Covercore, what's the company name, and they saw how this system seemed to have been working, and they were like, well, you know, what we should do is let's actually start kind of like a group, kind of like an idol group, and but they'll be all VTubers. So with that in mind, they actually initially started with one one um, character who was Tokina Sora, and so she came out in... Uh, uh, 2017. So with her out there, um, that was the start of the Hololive stuff. And then in March of 2018, they brought in another character they call Roboco. 
So um, these characters are what they consider to be Generation Zero of of the Hololive. Now from there they've they've added more generations and more characters. Uh, from there, uh, first generation came out about May twenty eighteen um, to to June twenty eighteen. Second generation came out about uh, August twenty eighteen to September twenty eighteen. And then after that, they there was they had a group at least one of the members at that time from the second generation was like, you know, we do all this idle stuff, but one of the things a lot a lot of people are finding very popular on YouTube these days are people playing games, video games. So she wanted to start a subgroup that they called just the Hololive Gamers Group, which uh, and that main person that that came up with that concept was a character who was uh, Shirakumi Fubuki. Now um, they had just recently recruited a couple other people, and they were interested in doing video game streams, and that would be uh, Okami Mio, uh, Nekomata Akuya. And probably another one of the more famous ones that people have heard about, which is Inogami Karone. And they are what they consider to be the gamers group. So they basically started the uh, VTuber group of Let's Play, essentially, is what they okay. were. Okay, yeah. So they, so these guys, they go around and they play all these, I, I take it, it's just mainly like popular stuff? Are we talking like League of Some Legends, of they, Shadow Race? They play a lot of interesting games on Steam and... You know, from the AAA things to more lower tier games that are actually gaining a lot of traction. Yeah, like for instance, uh, one of the things that a lot of, like Karoni uh, is uh, essentially more known for uh, her playing of, of Doom. Okay. So she she played a lot of Doom. Um, she she's played some other some games like some of the rhythm games like uh, Techno Drummer. And um, she's done uh, play Mario. Um, a lot of the the casts of Hololive after this inception of this group of gamers, they all started kind of playing Minecraft. So they all they have their own server of just them on it playing Minecraft with each other. Okay. <clears throat> now again, uh, this this group uh, Covercore is based out of Japan. Um, so from there, they they've um, kind of gone on. Uh, third gen, which then they they nicknamed the group as Fantasy, came out in uh, July of 2019 to August 2019. Uh, their fourth generation group came out from December 2019 to um, J- January 2020. Fifth gen, they they called them the Hollow Five group, mm. uh, came out in August of 2020. Um, there was a this is where the first thing that kind of happened which kind of started a lot of people getting um kind of i guess the word is uh, hateful of hollow life where they actually had a member of the group of this generation called uh mana aloe she actually debuted on august 15th and then after some things happened she ended up what they call graduating Okay. On August 31st, so not even two weeks, three weeks into her being there, they graduate her. And when they say they graduate someone, uh, essentially that's a term they use for either letting them go or letting them out of the contract or firing them, basically. So um, the information on that has kind of never really been given out on why she, she was she uh, graduated so quickly. 
Uh, but that was kind of the start of where there was apparently some conception of her either saying something that the main management didn't like, so that's why they got rid of her, or her doing something that they determined was against their their content rules, even if some of the other ones have been doing the same exact thing. So that was kind of uh, one of those really interesting things, and uh, that tended to happen with a couple other members later on. Mm-hmm. Um, most notably, um, Kurio Coco was a member that had they had graduated her because of uh, apparently her mentioning Taiwan in one of the streams because uh, at, at that point uh, Hollow Life had a Chinese group of under Hollow Life. Oh, okay. And apparently, you know, China being China, right. yep. not appreciate them mentioning Taiwan as a separate country. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll let go of that there. And then another one of the members that they ended up graduating was uh, uh, Russia was another member of that group. Uh, and she got let go because apparently they they uh, say that she uh, had graduated because she had let out some information that was sensitive to Hololive. On the stream, so. Hey, so so it's just so I'm understanding. So this is just like a, a collection of these different people who all, you know, have this one channel and they all have their own different little. They all videos. have their own channel. Mm-hmm. But, but they just call themselves they're Hollow Life. Under a, yeah. it's like a it's like a company. It's, okay. it's like WWE. Yeah. It's like saying you're under contract with WWE. You're a WWE superstar. Right. Uh, if you're under contract with AEW, you're an AEW wrestler, you know, whatever. Okay. So so these are all under this company banner of Hollow Life. Okay. So let me put it this way, because the idea would be similar to this. Say, for instance, because I continually use the term Internet Wonderland. Right. If you were to do a podcast and Monkey was to do a podcast, Christine N was to do her podcast which we're still waiting on, Christine. We still love you, though. And say, like, my friend Lizzie B., who I interviewed on Sunday, she's going to do hers, and then Dustin does his. All of us could use the Internet Wonderland banner. Okay. It's just, like, a collective. You know, individuals using one banner, but they have their own different shows. So that's what it pretty much is. Okay. So it's... it's it's a company, mm-hmm. you know, for their shows, they're getting paid, but also a certain amount of their revenue goes to Hololive. Yeah. Okay. So essentially it's because Hololive initially paid for either their um, equipment for them to be able to do this VTubing uh, programming and whatnot, or they paid for um, other equipment or they have them on the contract because to get them more exposure basically. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, sixth generation of Hollow Life, which they they called this subgroup, the Secret Society Hollow X, came out in November of 2021. So, as notice, all these uh, members here, they are actually all women uh, in this group. Now, Hollow Life does have another subsection that they call the Hollow Stars group, which are all male VTubers. And they came about in... Uh, May of 2019 when they started the Hollow Stars uh, subgroup. And Generation 1 came in from June of 2019 to uh, October 2019. Uh, Generation 2, they gave a subgroup name to their group called the Sun Tempo. And they came out in December of 2019. Then uh, Generation 3, they called them... There was actually three members initially 
but one of them ended up graduating. I never got the information on why he graduated, but they were originally called Tri-Nero, but then since the third member ended up dropping out, they renamed that group Mafia, uh, and that's they came out in April of 2020 to May of 2020. And then Generation 4, um, they called Uproar, came out just this year in uh, March of this year. So, now that's the uh, initial Hololive Japan stuff. And as I mentioned before, they had a group of Hololive China as a subgroup, um, which they announced this back in January of 2019. Mm. So, th- And they only had two generations of them so far, and that came out, Generation 1 was from about September of 2019 to the beginning of 2020. And then Generation 2 came out in April of 2020. All right. So just so I'm tracking. So these generations, these are just like... Uh, Essentially, it's like, here's one one group of them. And then after they've been out there for a while, they'll kind of get another group of them together and start them up. While the other group is still kind of going on, this group is like a new group. And it's kind of like classes. It's like saying, okay, so this class is the class that is now the oldest class so that class would be let's say fourth grade second generation would be like the third grade class third generation would be like the second grade class okay. so so essentially it's like they're the seniors to these other ones that are coming out they're the example yeah so okay they they kind of come out and then they kind of did their own thing um also as a quick side note before i co- go too far into this um, with Generation Zero, they did acquire a couple other members who actually had done their own thing first before becoming part of Hololive. And that includes uh, Sakura Miko, who actually ended up joining Hololive in uh, of a... Um, I can't even talk to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, December of 2018, even though she had kind of been around since August of 2018 doing her own thing. And then she ended up doing Hololive. Um, Hoshimaki... Suisi, who came out in March of 2018, ended up joining Hololive in May of 2019 when they actually kind of made a specific uh, deal for music specifically. And so she was actually a VTuber singer that was doing her own thing before and she ended up joining Hololive. And then there's AZ Kai, who ended up joining Hololive in... Uh, May of 2019 as well, as part of that deal with that music company. And she actually was actually out before in November, kind of on her own initially. So, um, so after the uh, China generation started, they actually announced that they were doing a, a Hololive Indonesia group. So this is the group of uh, VTubers that are from Indonesia or speak uh, the languages of, of Indonesia and what, and other countries like that in that general area. And they had their first generation debuted in April of 2020. Uh, second generation debuted in December of 2020. And then they've had their most recent generation that debuted in March of 2022. Um, out of their group, the more notable ones of that are Ollie and uh, another member called Kobo. So they are the two major ones that a lot of people see a lot of their content. So if you see those two characters, they are from the Hololive Indonesia group. 
then from there, they did announce that they were going to do a Hollow Live English speaking group. And their first generation came out in September of 2020. And that group they subcalled the Myth Group. So, and that's the group that introduced us to um, Maury Calipi, uh, Amelia Watson, Guraguar, uh, Takanashi, and Ina. So, those were the people that were introduced in that group. And then from there, in July of 2021, they introduced a single member to the Hall of English group, which they called this one uh, Hall of English Project Hope, which was Iris, came out at that point. And then about a month later is when they announced the Generation 2 of uh, Hall of English, which was, they've called that the uh, Council Group. <clears throat> so, Council. And so, with that in mind, um, earlier this year, they actually started a Hollister English group, uh, which they called uh, the Tempora. And they came out in July this year. So, so that is the start of the Hololive and kind of the <coughs> tales of Hololive. Now, you can tell that Hololive is doing a lot internationally. Yes, Hololive is actually probably, well, actually, believe it or not, Hololive probably has the biggest count of people. But from what I've actually seen, um, there is another group that actually had a little bit more reach, but I think they kind of aren't as looked at or as popular because I guess they don't just get as much reach as Hololive does. To which that group is um, Nichi Sanji, which is uh, another uh, VTubing group. And they actually started, obviously, in Japan. Uh, so I didn't go through as much of their breakdowns, their groups, but their first generation group came out in um, January of 2018. And um, Nichi kind of followed a different scale as opposed to what Hololive did, which where Hololive had separate Hololive and Stars for male and females. Nichi Sanji just kind of has everybody in just Nichi Sanji is what it is. Okay. So, and then they, they did have uh, initial branches of different uh, countries. They did have uh, a, a Nichi Sanji uh, China group, which started in uh, August of 2018, but then they kind of died out some, so they, they kind of got absorbed into the main Nichi Sanji. Uh, they did have a, a Nichi Sanji Indonesia group, which came out in September of 2019. And then they had an actual Nichisanji South Korean group, or Nichisanji KR, which came out in January of 2020. Um, Nichisanji India came out in uh, January of 2020. And then they came out with Nichisanji Ian, which is English-speaking, with, but they are kind of a mixture of not just America, but also, like, you know, Europe and... In Australia and whatnot, and any, any other English-speaking countries, uh, and they debuted their groups in June of 2021. Nice. So that's a, so they they have they have a, a variety of people as well. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a lot of lot lot of lot of history. Yeah. Like, and now, that's just two of the groups. <laughs> now, granted, there's tons of them, and there's one that we definitely have to talk about. Yeah. Because they have quite a few of our favorite um, VTubers on there. 
And that's V Shoujo. Yes, that is on my list here. So V Shoujo is probably, I guess you can say they are the the youngest group of recognized. And now V Shoujo kind of followed a different uh, set as opposed to um, the other groups, which uh, Nichisanji and Hololive. When they debuted these characters in those two companies, that was their debut as that character. While V Shoujo actually um, came out as a group in November of 2020, and they actually did a different route where they actually took already established independent VTubers and gave them a group platform. And those independent group members were uh, Nyaners, Zentreya, Iron Mouse, Silver Veil, Project Melody, uh, Fruit, who was known as Apricot before, and then they had a character that was going to be new that was going to debut with them called Hime Hajime, but she actually did not make her debut until January of 2021. And again, all these other members were all actually kind of out there already, and they all are actually recognized as English-speaking. So, So they were... This was a group that went opposite direction of where the other groups branched out into the U.S. They actually kind of had already English-speaking groups as is. And then in April of 2021, they brought in another new member for V Shoujo, which was Vebe, was what her name is. And then in uh, July of this year, that's when they announced the V Shoujo Japan group, which is uh, Kaysan and Amamiya Nazuna, who um, are actually both recognized VTubers as being uh, former Hololive YouTubers. So, at least Kaysan specifically, Amamiya, there's still possible doubt, but it's kind of coming apparent that it probably is. It is, is. yeah. <clears throat> that being Kaysan was former Kirio Koko and... Uh, Nazuna was uh, the former Rushia. Yeah. And then um, one of the things about this group is that they do seem to have some affiliates who are still technically kind of on their own, but they kind of are given platforms with most of, with these groups of these characters already, which are um, Booby, who is another member, who is an actual male character, as opposed to all the rest of them being females. And then uh, Meriwether, or Meriwether Comics, who is the one who primarily seems to be doing their uh, quote-unquote lore videos. He's the one that actually does the animation for all of them. Nice. And he does a lot of animation for a lot of other videos as well, which are kind of just goofy and off-the-wall things. Now, there is one other group I want to talk about before I get into more of the single peoples, and that is a group called VOMS, V-O-M-S. Um, this group is uh, another uh, Japanese-based group, and they have only about five members. And they initially came out in uh, March of 2020 with three members, which was uh, uh, Amano Pikami, uh, Hikasa Tomashika, and Jitami Minoe. Now, the kind of off thing about this, unfortunately, is that apparently Minoe... Uh, apparently had a contract breach in uh, February of 2021, so she ended up being released by Voms. So something with her, things had broken with the contract negotiations, and so she was let go. But then from there, they uh, announced uh, kind of a recruitment thing, 
And they ended up having two new members come out in October of 2021, which was uh, Amuzo Minenoru and Dainomuji Ryogan, who actually was their first male member of their group. Hmm. And he's kind of, and of course, all these characters, just like with the uh, Japanese idol uh, process, they all kind of have their own like little quirks or characters, kind of. So, for instance, like um, in the Hollow Life, they they will kind of have like their character kind of have like a little backstory. Um, one of the characters in like the whole uh, gamers group, they're all kind of all have like animal kind of looking things they're they're like uh shibuki uh fubuki is a fox character fox girl uh mio is a wolf girl uh okayu is a cat girl and karone is a dog girl and they all have their own kind of personalities and of course they all kind of do their own things or they're all sometimes they'll game up as a group and they'll kind of all have their own little interactions with each other <clears throat> so that is the basis of the VTuber community. Now, there are still a lot of independent VTubers out there, um, which some of the more notable ones are Nuxtaku, as we discussed earlier, who has a big following. He he did have an affiliation with Vsojo for a while, but there was a thing that happened a while back that apparently he, even they both, both groups have kind of said they don't want to talk about it, and they're not going to drag each other through the mud over it, but, you know, they've kind of basically broken ties other um there's fifi who's kind of a, a a known associate of nuxtaku and then there's wolfie chu who is another australian vtuber and she's kind of does a lot of like animation drawing stuff and just and some gaming stuff as well and it's just a lot of them are kind of wholesome some of them are a little bit off the wall a little bit racy but you know they're, <laughs> they're all a little bit different and each one has their own kind of character archetype, and uh, again, it's based off of whatever people are looking at. And uh, a big uh, notable thing is uh, Iron Mouse is was one of the top ten um, streamer female streamers in Twitch. She so she's got had the most subscribers and most stream time or most watch at the same time while streaming. Um, one of the uh, Hall Life English. VTubers, which is uh, Gargura, has the most uh, current active subscribers to her uh, account, which she has over 3 million last time I heard. Wow. And that's for VTubers. Uh, of all the VTubers, she has the most right now. It's because she's a cute little short girl. That's basically it. And Who has a very foul mouth. But anyway, foul mouth and she's kind of small brained and she's, she just goes out there and does whatever. Yep. <laughs> so that is the basic breakdown of the VTuber processes. And like I said, there's a lot of different VTubers out there. And if you even just look up these groups, you, you'll probably find one that has a quirk that you're interested in or that you're going to follow. Um, Amori from the English VTubing group, uh, she actually recently got a um, recording contract with Sony Japan nice. because of her music stuff. <clears throat> Because a lot of her, her, she does her own rapping and singing, and so she's actually got a singing contract with uh, Sony Japan for that. Nice, nice. nice <laughs> like nice. this has been Monkey History. Yes. Tune in next time as Monkey Discuss 
the history of Tanzania. Well, <laughs> we're not going to go that far. <laughs> there was a war that broke out, so and they wanted in, the- right in the beginning. Tanzania was blah 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 owned by this country. But anyways, you know, it's um. So for anyone that's interested in being a VTuber, um, I'm just going to put it this way: prepare for a lot of work. Yes, and uh, again, and if you are willing to do the work, make sure you do the work, make the content, get out there. Don't be some some of these people who claim to be VTubers on Twitter and they have never put out a video, even though they've been claiming to be VTubers for the last three years. Yeah, we're not going to mention any names, but anyways, you know, definitely put in the work. You know, find you someone that can help you with your avatar, with your character ideas, um, with your content. Because having a good team will definitely make or break you in the world of VTubing. And that pretty much goes with anything within, you know, social communication. Whether it's VTubing, just being a YouTube content creator, being a Twitch streamer, you know, even us podcasters. You know, you have to put in the work. And, you know, we do that every day. Yes. Because it takes a lot to come up with these ideas and actually, you know, discuss them and find a flow that we want to do. But, you know, at least for us here at the Looking Glass, um, you know, all of us wonderful members of Internet Wonderland, most of our stuff is just very much, you know, seat of the pants type deal. But we, we try to find a flow initially, but a lot of this we just go off the fly. So, gentlemen, we do have one more thing to discuss, and that is next weekend. Uh-huh. Now, we already know that we do have the interview with Winston Roundtree tomorrow. Yes. So, <laughs> we're all definitely excited for that. Yes. You know, this is going to be our first international interview. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I've had the chance to interview authors aspiring um, podcasters, people from the community. So this is definitely going to be an experience. But next weekend, or technically this coming weekend, Labor Day weekend for us here in the States. I mean, we have WWE Clash at the Castle. Yes. But also, next Saturday is going to be a double shot. Yes. Because we will be discussing Clash at the Castle. We will be... Discussing our AEW all out predictions. Yes. But. Yes. Double yes. We are doing something that I never thought we would do. Now, for those who have listened to season two and season three, what me and Monkey used to do, and for those who have listened to this, you probably heard this. This is probably like the fifth time that we mentioned this overall. We used to do a movie challenge for selective members of the Internet Wonderland family. And it started off with Pockets of Joy. Uh And then we added in Pokemon. Then we tried adding in the Nutty Couple, where we choose some of the worst of the worst movies that we can think of. You know that there's A-type movies... B movies, C movies, and it just go down the list. Well, myself, Monkey, D Twizzle, 
and the lovely Miss Sally Stitch will be reviewing four extremely bad movies. Well, at least three of them. One of them looks pretty decent, actually. Yeah, one does look pretty damn good. I, I'm not going to lie. But there's a certain theme with these movies mm-hmm. that we have to discuss before we sign off for the night. Sharks. Yes. And we're not talking about Jaws. No. No, 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 no. We're talking slightly lower level than Sharknado and all those movies. I think one movie is going to be at least as good as Sharknado. It's not better, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm a little little biased because I saw it and I was like, that's the awesomest movie ever. I wanted to watch that. Right. I mean, you liked Mecha Wolf or whatever that movie was. The one with Project Metal Beast. Thank you, Project Metal Beast. That was an awesome movie. Don't don't diss Project Metal Beast, too. But this one, like, actually the... Let's just name them. Number one is going to be Shark Side of the Moon. Yes. Oh, God. And that one gives me, like, Iron Sky type vibes. If anyone has ever watched Iron Sky. It looks actually decent at least. It looks like they had, they had a good budget. Yes. The second one, and I've alluded to this one before in random episodes, Sharks of the Corn. Made by Stephen Kang. He's uh, Stephen King's distant, 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 distant cousin. So distant that he lost the eye and went for an A. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The third movie, actually the third and fourth movie, they're actually a part one and part two. Which we found by accident. But, yeah. A very bad accident. Yeah. Last week but we I found this. Watch it. Yeah. We, we didn't even expect this, but somehow it happened. Thank you, Miss Stitch. Actually, it was me. Oh, yeah, it was well, you. Don't be giving her the credit. I get the credit on this one. Yeah, she, she found Sharks of the Corn, but Monkey found this one. And Sally, I, <clears throat> I, I saw the second one before. I was like, there's a two, so that means mean there was a one. Oh, dear God. And we're talking about Ouija Shark 1 and Ouija Shark 2. Now, all of these movies that we just mentioned, once again, Shark Side of the Moon... Ouija Shark 1, Ouija Shark 2, and Sharks of the Corn you can find on YouTube for free. And this is how we're going to be watching them. Now, as I said, this is the first time that myself and Monkey have put ourselves through this. Because we normally revel in giving people bad movies. Well, we'll see, sadly, we, we've done this before to ourselves when we watched them. Maybe movies individually on our own. Monos. Yeah, Monos so we, Returns. We've seen ha- movies on a singles shots, but doing a, a, a mass, just, you know, mass flow. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, it just, I mean, just an oversaturation. Yeah, mar- yeah. yeah, a marathon full of just saturation, bad movies. Saturation, yeah. I think we all, well, at least I have, I've updated my will. Um, I told... You know, my boss, that in case I seem to be a little bit off, come after all this stuff, this is the reason why. So I've made, I made my uh, preparations, but I, I still feel that after I get done looking at all these movies, I'm going to have to watch a copious amount of Christopher Nolan movies in order for me to, like, reset, you know, reset my, like, ability to be able to just watch movies so I remember what an actual movie is supposed to look like. Look, I'm just going to say it this way. 
I've watched Tromaville movies and other bad movies since I was a kid. Like, Neon Warriors type bad. If you ever heard of Neon Warriors, look it up. It's actually a French movie that was supposed to be a horror movie. Hmm. I've watched Chuds and Chuds 2. I've watched Critters. You know, I've seen... Critters was great. So, back in the day when Critters was... The first Critters came out, eh, it was okay. I've watched Ghoulies 1 and 2. Troll 1 and 2. I don't know you. So, oh, no, no, no. See, those were at least decent. But whenever it gets to, like, Manos, Hands of Fate, Manos Returns, Backwoods, um, what else was there? God, there's so many. Yeah, Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. Thank you, Miss Stitch. Even though she's not on the episode, she's actually sitting here in the Looking Glass uh, office. So, But, yeah, Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. Um, God, there's so many. Um, some of the rip-off ones, like um, Atlantic Rim. Not to be confused with Pacific Rim. Yeah. <laughs> not to be confused with... Indian Rim. Some kind of... Never mind. South, South Pacific Rim. Rim jobs? I mean, what? Anyways, you did not to give the disclaimer. You cannot talk like that. Anyways, this is, fam- this is a family show. <laughs> this is not that type of family show. But anyways, we have seen some of the worst of the worst. Yes. But now, you know, this is the first time that, as a collective, we're watching these. So, um, just letting you know that due to the double shot. The second episode that we'll be doing Saturday evening will be a recap of these four movies. And by Saturday evening, he probably means closer to probably Sunday early morning. Because we are going to watch these movies. Now, granted, like the runtime of the majority of these movies is about an hour and a half, roughly. So we can do it. We can actually do it directly after we record, after watching Clash of the Castle. Yes. Because... That should be over by about five-ish, and then we yeah. get the thing going and doing the things. Well, no, actually, because it's supposed to be, like, maybe a two- to three-hour. Starts at noon, so around four-ish. Yeah. Then we can do recording, and then that puts us probably around six-ish, depending. Uh-huh. So, and this is part of last week's discussion about having a just giant slumber party yes. type experience here. So, <clears throat> paint those nails, do our hair, talk about the kind of guys we yeah. like. Freaking yeah. what? Read Tiger what Beat. What the hell are y'all smoking? No, no, no. We're gonna read Tiger Beat, man. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger, Tiger <laughs> Beat. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Cosmopolitan. See what the new, the new stuff is. Oh, I'm gonna need some Tiger. of that Doughball whiskey. Mm. Thank you, Doughball whiskey. Yes. Thank you, Doughball whiskey. They'll definitely be our assist. They'll be he'll they'll that'll be like our best friend throughout all of this. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Maybe. Let's be realistic. I mean, granted, not we really don't drink, and some you know drink responsibly if you do drink. Yes. Yes. yes by all means, please don't drink and drive. Don't drive and drink. Yes. Don't drink while driving and don't drive while drinking. And don't be drinking and trying to get hold of some of your exes. Never happened to me, but I've seen people do it, and it's hilarious. Anyways. Don't try to get a hold of them before they're your exes, either. 
<laughs> but anyways, we are going to put ourselves through the movie challenge gauntlet. That is what we're officially calling this. And I was thinking more of along the lines of the movie challenge sharklet. God damn you, monkey. Sharklet? Yes. That that didn't no. This will be the movie challenge gauntlet. And throw the chocolate down on you. And officially, officially, unofficially, we will probably do this at least once a month. You got a lot of high hopes there, young man. Now, the reason why, this is just the initial, because the theme is sharks. Next month, we'll actually just watch one movie. Okay. This is one of those ones just because of the circumstance with us just watching Clash at the Castle and AEW Labor Day weekend. We might as well just hang out anyways. We can do a lot. But this is what we're running into. So, ladies and gentlemen, you can actually get to join us on this fun, sorry, quotation marks, fun ride that we're going to, let's just be realistic. This is going to be a fucking nightmare. We're going to be almost, right. yeah. Um, yeah. If, and if, this is us sober. <laughs> yeah. If, if we, I'm just going to throw up the claims right now. One, during that show, we will be utilizing the Alley Simple Clause. We will be utilizing the Sammy Sunshine Clause. And we're going to use a new clause called the Movie Danger Clause, in which if we are completely elaborated and we are slurring and we happen to be a little more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Special. Free. Free. Free and special. Free and special. There we go. Please do not hold it against us. We're putting ourselves through hell just for y'all to listen to this. No entertainment. I like to call it like our fun and fancy free disclaimer. (laughs) Oh, this is definitely not going to be fun and fancy free. (laughs) I mean, with our language, it'll it'll probably be. That's why we have the Alley Simple Clause. Oh, okay, cool. So this one is going to be a very special one for any time that we put ourselves through a movie challenge. That's next week. Yeah. 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 So um, for all of our listeners, um, be prepared. And if you, and if you so happen to be any of my coworkers or students that listen to that episode, I apologize in advance. Yeah, it's kind of funny knowing that the majority of my coworkers, actually, more of my students know that I have a podcast than my coworkers. My coworkers always get surprised by it. But anywho, I would like to thank my two esteemed co-hosts. Number one being the man, the myth, the legend, Monkey. That's me. And also the silver tongue devil, the sexual chocolate internet wonderland, Mr. D. Twizzle. I am also here. Yes. For joining me on this ride through the world of YouTube. And this has been another episode of Cheshire's Place, a looking less than a logical madness. I've been your host. The melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. And just as my namesake, the Cheshire Cat, I am everywhere yet nowhere. Stay tuned for tomorrow night's episode with Mr. Winston Roundtree as we discuss his career and his projects. Have a good night. <laughs>
Mm-hmm.